This is Very Public Affairs, the podcast of the Centre for Corporate Public Affairs. Hello, and welcome to the Very Public Affairs podcast. I'm Tristan Alaferis from the Centre for Corporate Public Affairs. And today, I'll be talking to the Centre's Executive Director, Wayne Burns, on what a social licence to operate means for organisations and how it's changed over time. Wayne, we're hearing a lot more these days about organisations having a social licence to operate. What exactly does that mean? That's a fundamental and very good question. Uh, Social licence to operate was a term first used in the mining industry and resources industry in the early 2000s. And it's the acceptance or not acceptance, approval or withdrawal of approval afforded to an organisation by its stakeholders. So it's different from corporate reputation, which is the perception of an organisation by its stakeholders. Social licence is permission that's given or extended to an organisation or an industry or a government um, or a a community um, by members uh, of that community, by stakeholders who decide whether, uh, for example, a corporation can deliver its strategy, whether a government can uh, deliver its uh, gender or um, a, a public policy, or whether a, um, a certain community, you know, as part of a state or, or part of a nation, um, can act in a, in a particular way. So it includes um, regulation and legislation because that, that's part of the socio-political environment. So social licence is a permission that, that the community gives or stakeholders give, um, and it can be extended Uh, It can be grown or it can be withdrawn at any given time. Has social licence changed over time? Does it still mean or represent the same thing in these days as it did when the concept first started? It has changed over time. Uh, Initially, um, it had a couple of levels. So it was uh, withdrawal or acceptance of uh, permission that the stakeholders gave a company or or an industry um, or a government. So it was really those two things. It, It was withdrawal or acceptance. But over time, it's become to include also approval and psychological uh, identification as well. And it is often used interchangeably with uh, terms like uh, reputation um, or, or you know, regulatory license to operate. Um, those two elements are components of social license. Social license, if you think about it, it's an outcome. It's an outcome of a number of inputs, and then the input can be, for example, corporate behaviour or uh, misbehaviour. Um, an input can be community standards and uh, community mores. Um, it can also be the uh, input can be the political mood of a community uh, or or a nation. And reputation of an organisation is an input as well, uh, or reputation of a government. So there are lots of inputs into what a social license is Um, and it has evolved from just withdrawal or acceptance you have social license um, or you're withdrawing it Um, so that's acceptance or or withdrawal Um, approval and psychological identification has become pretty important uh, as well Uh, we talk a a lot of these days uh, these days about identity politics and we have um, members of our community who uh, stridently identify with um, an ideological position or with a movement or with an idea. And um, that's also an input into if social license is is granted uh, or not. So social license has become a a lot more complex than when it was first 
uh, thought up as a concept back in the early 2000s in, in the mining industry. Uh, our community is becoming more complex. Uh, our social networks are becoming more complex. And therefore, uh, withdrawal or acceptance is in itself uh, still an element of, of uh, social license, but also approval and psychological identification, as we've, we've just talked about, is a very important part as well. How does social license to operate differ for specific entities, nations, and even communities? Yeah, social license is very different. It has cultural nuances. What social license might be extended, for example, in Australia or Singapore or the US may not be extended uh, for the same business model or or the same product or service um, in China or Indonesia or Brazil. So it really does depend on the um, socio-political environment, and that's the social part of uh, social license. It's not permanent. Um, it's informed by the, the values, beliefs, perceptions and actions of stakeholders, and, and that's subject to change, uh, of course. Uh, so thus social license is contestable and needs to be earned and maintained, and that's different in different markets. I use, often think of the example of uh, Coca-Cola and Coca-Cola's um, uh, soft drinks. Uh, drinks that uh, contain uh, sugar. Now, Coca-Cola has social license to operate in a lot of markets around the world. Um, That's under a bit of pressure at the moment because of um, the issues that uh, Coca-Cola has identified itself and its stakeholders have around sugar in in discretionary foods. A soft drink is a discretionary food, um, and it's linked to obesity and diabetes. Um, And also there's plastic. Um, Most of uh, Coca-Cola's uh, products actually come in in plastic these days. So Coca-Cola has social license to operate in markets like uh, Australia or um, Hong Kong or, or, or Singapore. But when you get to a place like India, its social license is very much under pressure. It hasn't been extended. It's probably been uh, truncated. It hasn't been withdrawn. The status of its social license in India has a lot to do with um, uh, socio-political elements there. Nationalism, uh, suspicion of big corporations, especially US-based uh, corporations, and, and often strident advocacy uh, a- against companies that uh, there that, um, that use a lot of water, which is seen as a, a national, not just a natural resource, but a national resource as well. So same company, very similar products in different markets, but different social license to operate because of the socio-political environment, values, beliefs, social mores. And we're hearing elements of corporate responsibility here. Is it related to social license? Corporate responsibility is an input to the, an entity's social license, especially a corporation's uh, social license. When you think about corporate responsibility, it's not so much a series of programs. Uh, corporate responsibility um, is a behaviour. It's the way a company is managed. Is it being managed um, and does it operate in a corporately responsible manner? That's part of what forms a perception by stakeholders of whether the the company should have social license to operate. Um, And if you unpack corporate responsibility these days, it's about environment, it's about social impact, and it's about governance. So ESG is what uh, we're talking about more these days than corporate responsibility. If a company can't tick those boxes with its stakeholders, um, its social license may well be under pressure or withdrawn. Uh, we've seen, uh, especially in Australia, 
but uh, also in uh, some states in, in the United States. Uh, the whole issue of uh, coal seam gas fractionation or fracking, as, as we've talked about. Um, there was a point four or five years ago in Australia where you'd have to say that industry's social licence uh, had virtually been withdrawn uh, for, for a massive expansion of that uh, industry as was planned. So um, if a company or an industry is not seen as corporately responsible, um, uh, its social license will be withdrawn. And when you look at the most highly regulated industries in uh, developed nations, um, you can see the more highly regulated an industry is, the less social license has been extended to it. So social license is under pressure. So corporate responsibility is an input um, to, to social license, but it's not exactly the same thing. It's like reputation um, and it's like social values and social mores. It's an element, it's an input to the output that we call social license to operate. Can social license be measured? And if so, how? We talked just a, a moment ago, um, if you look at the most highly regulated industries in nations, and if you look at Australia or Pacific, um, banks are very highly regulated. Uh, pharmaceuticals uh, industry is very highly regulated. Um, tobacco is very highly regulated. Alcohol is highly regulated in some of those markets. If you look at those industries, you can say that's a measure of their social license uh, to operate. The social license to operate um, is under pressure. And uh, in terms of public policy makers, most public policy makers want to see, for example, the tobacco industry, they want to see the whole social license withdrawn. Uh, and that could be done if there was, uh, for example, uh, a government policy to ban the importation or production and sale of tobacco. And if the community said, yep, that's okay, then the tobacco industry has lost its social license. And it's under extreme pressure at the moment in uh, many developed nations as well, not so much in the in the developing world. So um, social license can also be measured by to the extent that a company, thinking of companies in particular, can deliver their strategies. So does the community, do, do regulators, do legislators keep getting in the way of that corporation or that industry um, delivering its strategy. If that's the case, that, that's a measure of social license uh, as well. So social license is contestable. It needs to be earned and maintained. You know when you haven't got it. The banks, the big four banks in Australia, knew um, their social license was under serious pressure. The federal government in, in Australia slapped a, a multi-billion dollar bank levy on them, which, which helped with budget repair. And the code about putting that levy on the banks is that we think you behaved badly, the community doesn't like you, uh, and the word social license was actually used by the, the treasurer and the prime minister of the day uh, to say, well, this is why this levy is, is there, because the banks um, have lost their um, or are losing their social license. It's a social license tax. So uh, you know when you haven't got it. It can cost you billions of dollars. So, Wayne, we just heard you speaking about the banks there. But are you able to talk to us about a specific company or industry that has lost its social license in the past? We've talked a little bit about uh, tobacco. It's probably the, the classic industry uh, where uh, social license um, is under severe pressure. Um, a company in the Asia-Pacific, in the part of the world in which we operate, that uh, lost its social license uh, was James Hardy. It was a uh, building materials uh, company. It had outstanding liabilities in terms of um, asbestos, 
uh, consumers and uh, its own employees which were exposed to asbestos and the company was uh, liable to um, uh, to compensation for those people. Um, the company di- didn't, even though it said it, it would, didn't set aside um, enough funds. The state government in New South Wales, one of the, the states in Australia, actually moved legislation against James Hardy. Um, it lost its social licence to operate. Uh, the community, the government, the news media um, uh, just thought it was a, a, a terrible uh, corporate uh, citizen and behaved badly. And the company ended up moving its um, its operations, its corporate operations to the Netherlands for tax purposes as well. So that, that's a company that lost its social licence uh, to operate. Um, industries that don't exist these days because they've lost their uh, social licence because they've they do too much harm uh, to the to the community um, or the environment, and you've also had uh, company organisations that have been very badly uh, governed um, that no longer exist. Companies that no longer exist, you know, that they were taken over or, or they just closed their doors because um, the community, including regulators and, and governments, decided they shouldn't operate anymore. So that that is they're sort of real instances of, of social licence actually uh, uh, being lost. And we mentioned um, previously, too, that industries still do exist, but the business model of, uh, for example, um, the pharmaceutical industry uh, has been under pressure for some time. Uh, and, and also, um, we mentioned Coca-Cola. Sugar is the, the new you know, spent nuclear f- fuel rods or the, uh, the new pat tobacco or the new, the new gun uh, industry for a lot of people. So... It's pretty interesting to see how it secures its social license in the future as well. So there are example, definitely examples of entities that are no longer there because social license has been withdrawn, um, and even more examples of, of industries and corporations under pressure because um, their so- social license is being truncated. Wayne, thank you for speaking to us today. If you enjoyed this episode of Very Public Affairs, subscribe in iTunes and leave a review. For more, visit the Centre for Corporate Public Affairs website at www.accpa.com.au.